On this week's Talking with Topher, your GPS is sitting there rerouting and it's still thinking and you've already come to the next intersection and you don't know where to go. <gasps> ah! But the one thing that gets us all in the end is the Grim Reaper. And now let's get into episode 169. <laughs> What is happening, TWT fans? It is so good to be back. Oh, man, it is June 29th. What a beautiful time we've had. My grass is loving the rain, and hopefully by now, we've got sunshine, and everything is happy, and birds are singing, and the sun's out, and you're at the beach or wherever you want to be um, at the end of June what an amazing time. Um, but let me start off the way I always do by saying thank you. Thank you to all my subscribers. Thank you to the new subscribers. You're what keeps me coming back here week after week. If you're new to the podcast, subscribe, okay? It's the one thing I'm asking everybody to do. It's free for you. This is not free to do. So be clicking that subscribe button. I greatly appreciate it. If you want to get more involved with the podcast, that's right. You want an opportunity to tell your story. Maybe you want to be a guest on the podcast. T-A-L-K-I-N with Topher at gmail.com. That is the official email of the podcast. Everything TWT, just click this link tree. All right, it's just that easy. I keep rhyming like this. It's silly, just like me. Um, but go ahead, click the link tree, get access to everything TWT. It's also the easiest way to share the podcast amongst friends and family. So go ahead, copy that link and share it with everybody. And now let's just get into today's podcast. All right, I have got some stuff going on. That's right. It has been, well, a crazy, crazy time for me. Um, unfortunately, that Grim Reaper good old Dr. Death, uh, showed up again. Yep. Showed up again and took another, uh, family member, you know, cancer is a killer. It's, it's absolutely a killer. And, uh, to do anything in our power to avoid it today. I mean, why wouldn't you? Um, you know, there's a lot of stuff today that I don't agree with there's a lot of propaganda there's a lot of conspiracies there's a lot of lying from our government and uh but the one thing that gets us all in the end is the grim reaper he comes a uh, knocking you know and unfortunately there's nobody on this planet nothing on this planet, that once that door is knocked on, you can, you don't have to answer it. You have to answer it. And, uh, you know, this has really brought up a lot of emotions in me. 
um, recently because he was only 70, you know? And, 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 you know, every time somebody passes or gets sick and winds up in the hospital, I don't know if you go to the same place that I go, but I always, I always, I always bring it up now. Was it the, was it the vaccine? Was it vaccine related? And, uh, well, this time it wasn't, you know, um, it, it, I'm not going to say it's not happening, um, because we all know that it is, but unfortunately this was just a cancer. I don't know which one, um, but it was extremely aggressive. So I was notified that he was sick. Um, he lives, I think it's an hour and a half, two hours away, a little bit further up North in New Hampshire still. And, uh, yeah, yeah. Before I even got an opportunity to think about going in, you know, checking up on him or giving my aunt a call to see how things were going. Um, I was, I got a phone call, um, last week that, you know, he passed. Um, and he was a lot sicker than we all thought. And I don't know, I'm not going to say that it's somebody's fault that we were not informed correctly. I'm not going to, I mean, I feel that way. I do. Um, I feel like I missed an opportunity with him. Um, you know, the, these are things that us as addicts, um, have to deal with these out of our control situations. And my problem with it is that I never got the opportunity to really mend the relationship that I feel like I destroyed um, with my godfather. I never really called him my godfather. Um, I didn't treat him like one. And I regret all of that. And, you know... It's weird saying those words because I have no regrets tattooed on my collarbone because I have no regrets of going to jail, getting out of jail, going back to jail, um, drinking, drugging. I don't have any regrets there. But I to say that I have absolutely no regrets would be a lie. Hmm. So it's weird to have words tattooed on me that don't hold 100% true all the time. And uh, I really wish that I had gotten the opportunity to mend the relationship, you know. And it's like I was talking to my cousin, and, man, I hadn't seen him in 15 years. And uh, we were talking, and I, 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 I took the opportunity that was in front of me to get everybody's phone number um, and, 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 and look towards fixing those relationships that still are here, right? Um, because... And my, my cousin asked me, he goes, where do you think it all fell apart? And 
you know, I had to really do some thinking. And I'm not putting blame on anybody, okay? I was, I was a child when my grandfather died. And that really divided our family. Um, you know, my uncle, one of my uncles uh, on my mom's side, my mom's brother, let's put it that way. You know, he, I think he's still living in Arizona. My cousin got a job in the Navy, so he was all over the place, um, stationed many different areas, New England. Um, I think now he resides in New Orleans. And uh, my only hope is that he chooses to reside. I, I, I don't blame him if he wants to be closer to his dad and his sister and stuff like that. I don't blame him for that. I, I, I feel the same way. I'm not leaving New England because of all the family that we have on my wife's side and all the family that I have on my side left. And so to move away would just, I mean, in theory, it sounds amazing, right? But in reality, all you're doing is isolating yourself and, and, and ripping yourself away from these connections, I want to say. And so I am hopeful that he'll move somewhat close so that we can possibly hang out, get to know one another. And now that we're both in our 40s, we are, you know, grown men, which is weird to say. Um, I don't feel that way, you know. I don't think any of us feel grown or adults, right? Not unless you had kids. If you got kids, you probably feel like an adult. If you're like me and you have no kids, you got dogs and no real responsibilities besides bills and working, you don't really feel like an adult. You just know that you have to do adult shit. And having that being said, I want to get to know the adult that he is. I want to get to know the man that he is today. And, you know, I think it's going to be a great opportunity to really mend what was broken. And I don't know if this is, it's just me. Okay. I do know it's me. It's I'm in my brain. I'm in my brain. I'm having this conversation by myself. Right. And, uh, When he asked me how it got broken, we were only kids, right? So our parents did what they felt was best. Or they dealt with what was in front of them the best that they could. And I'm not holding it against them. I'm not angry at them. I'm not up. I I am upset. I am upset. I I can't say that I'm not upset. Damn it. I am upset. You know, but when parents fight with family members, it affects the kids. Whether you want to believe that or not. I'm just not holding it against them because we are grown now. So now it's up to us what we want to do. 
It's not up to them anymore, right? My parents have no control over what I do today. They're just my parents. They're people. They're people that I really care about and I love. And they're also 67, which is only three years away from where he was when he passed. But, you know, there's still fighting over stupid shit. Whether it was things that were done when my grandmother died, or now, things that have been done when my uncle died. Have you ever noticed that when you have a funeral, or you have a memorial, or someone passes, there is always... Always, in every family, across the board, I believe, where somebody feels like they didn't get what they deserved or recognized for something that they did. But there's always something going on where somebody feels wronged, and it causes this family friction that divides the family even more, and for some god-awful fucking reason, they can't get over it. And I feel like when this happens, let's just, you know, I feel like what happens is the kids suffer. Because now they don't get to hang out with those aunts. They don't get to hang out with the uncles. They don't get to hang out with the cousins. And it was nothing that we did. But I'm angry at my brother right now. So we're not going to see him and we're not talking to him. Uh, Okay, I guess. When I was young, I didn't think anything of it. I didn't even think it was a problem. But it's not all their fault. Right? Because when I turned... 18, I had the capability of connecting with him. I had the capability of connecting with all of them. But because I was drinking and drugging, I didn't want to be around any of them. Because in my eyes, they were better than me, and I was nothing but a disappointment. So even though this started with them and their fights and the quarrels and the family drama and that separated it first what I did after the fact left it separated it left it broken it made it easier for everybody to just stay separated and when he passed you know I brought it up to a few people, and I, I, I mentioned that I was upset. And, and I, had a, I had somebody tell me, you know, you haven't known him for like 15 years, 20 years. It doesn't make it any easier. And I'm not saying that this person was being like, oh, dude, you know, it's, it, it's not a big deal. It, it's... He was just stating the fact that it's been 15, 20 years. So why are you so upset? And at the time, I didn't have an answer for him. 
But I have an answer now after thinking about it. And it was because I'm not just thinking of his death. This is making me think of my aunts, my other uncles, my mom, my dad, and myself. Started making me think of all our mortality and how fragile it is and how limited life is. I mean, let's just say for fun that I'm going to go when I'm 70. That's 27 years away. Hmm. And it's actually less than because I'll be 44 this November. And I was like, holy shit, man. You know, if something goes wrong with my parents, they're only three years separated. Why does it feel like 70 is not long enough? Why does it seem like it's unfair that I don't get to build a relationship with him that I was fantasizing? Because now that I'm off of alcohol, all I want are these relationships. All I want is to be part of everybody's life again. And now that so much time has passed, it makes it so much harder. It's just, it's, it's, it's tough. It's tough. This isn't easy. It's never fucking easy, is it? But if we don't think about this, we will continue to take it for granted. We will continue to tell ourselves, we got, we, got we, we can do it later. We can do it later. And I don't believe we can do it later anymore. We have to do it now. You have to act immediately. If there are things that you need to fix and you have to do it with family members and people around you and loved ones, you have to do it now. You can't wait. Because guess what? That grim reaper, he doesn't give a shit about your problems. He doesn't give a shit about what you think or feel. And he sure as shit does not give a fuck whether or not you get to fix your wrongs or right your wrongs. So, it was rough. Um, My uncle did not want a funeral. He did not want a church. All he wanted was a memorial. So that's exactly what my aunt gave him. And uh, I'll tell you, traveling down to Salem, Massachusetts in that rain... Ah, man, it was wild. It was wild. Um, Just rain on, and it was buckets. And then all of a sudden, it's gone. And then it's traffic. And then there's an accident. And then it's more traffic. And then it's rain. And then it was get off an exit. Go this back road. Get back on. Boom. Bumper to bumper traffic. So for me, what should have been a 59-minute ride took Two hours and ten minutes <laughs> to get to Salem, Massachusetts uh, yesterday. And holy hell, man. 
it was it was crazy. I mean, nobody knows how to drive anymore. I feel like everybody from California came over to here and they don't know what rain is or weather. Because, man, it was, I mean, you definitely hit some hydroplaning and stuff like that. But, I mean, at the end of the day, it's just rain. Turn on your wipers, get the fuck over to the left lane, and let everybody who knows how to drive, let them drive. You know what I mean? But, no, that never happens in, in, in ever. Never happens ever. You know, I had some guy in front of me, friggin', he thought I was too close to him. But is one car length? too close I don't think so I, I I don't think that that's too close right so I'm getting the finger he's he's doing one of these out the window oh I'm gonna fucking punch you and I was just like oh my god uh, dude we don't need this right now you know and then you know he's he's doing the pumping of the brakes and the slow of the drive just everything you know freaking out and it's like you do understand that all the actions and all your anger that you are now projecting onto me could most likely allow me to crash into you because you're just driving like a crazy person and I was like, oh, my God, I just need to get away from this guy. And we couldn't. It was like all the way into Peabody. He was there. And it was it was a wild time. It was a wild drive. Um, but the memorial, you know, I ended up missing most of uh, everybody's speeches, which I was upset about. I did get to hear my Uncle David's, which was nice. Um, it was really nice to see everybody. It was really nice to reconnect. And I am going to do my damnedest to reconcile and rebuild all of these relationships whether I can see them or not I got phone numbers we have Instagram and um (laughs) surprisingly everybody's listening to my podcast so (laughs) so weird it's so weird I mean I'm putting it out there right for everybody to listen to so (laughs) that's on me that's on me but I also was thinking about, man, how, how, how much we get in our heads. And I was in my head. I was in my head since last Thursday. So over a week, I've been dwelling on this, I will say. And I was just like, man, wouldn't a drink be so easy? You know? They had a full open bar. Everything was free. And I was like, I was like, no, no. But my brain was like, why not? Fuck this. What are we doing this for? Who are we doing this for? We don't have that much time left. Who gives a shit? And that's when I had to go, no, it's, that's the easy way out. That's the easy way out. I will not do it. I will not do it. And it, it was this battle with my brain and my emotions because they're so strong. And you really do feel like you could. Why not? And so I battled with that. And I beat it again. Still no drink. 
Still no vaping. If it was easy, everybody would be doing it. It's what I have to keep telling myself. Well, why do you have to keep telling yourself that? Because if you don't tell yourself that what you're doing is difficult, it's hard, it's discipline, then you'll forget why you're doing it. Yeah, sure. Am I living a better life? Am I living better than I ever have? Am I in a better place than I've ever been in my life? Are things good? Yeah. Why? Because I quit drinking. But to go back sometimes just feels right. But it's not. It's wrong. And just like when I used to do five-day water fasts, I realized that what I'm doing is extremely hard. It takes strong will and a lot of discipline. And without that, everything I've built in six and a half years goes away. It goes away. So I can't allow that to do, that happen. I can't allow it to happen, right? I cannot take the easy way out. I will not take the easy way out. And you don't have to either. Is this fun? No. Is it easy? No. But am I a better person because of it all? Yes. So for that reason alone is why I will not give in to the stupid, stupid brain of mine trying to convince me that because I'm sad and upset that drinking will make it better? Fighting depression, anxiety with a depressant will never help any of us. It just won't. You know? I mean, no matter how down I get, I can always smoke a joint and I I get to look at myself. I get to look at those demons inside of me. And I feel like when I smoke, I get to kind of go into my brain. And I grab those demons and I kill them all. And I put them to rest for the time being. Because they always come back. You can't kill demons. You can't kill the reaper. You can't kill what's already dead or doesn't exist. It's all a mental game. It's all in our heads. We make it up. We convince ourselves that we need, that we have to have. So why is it so hard to convince ourselves that we don't have to, that we have control? We don't have to lose control. You can have control. You can beat the demons. You can keep fighting them over and over and over again until... You win. 
But the most important thing is that you, sh- the most important thing to know about all of this is that you're fighting yourself. Nobody else. Not, I mean, nothing else. It's all right here in the brain. It's all it is. And once I figured that out, it makes saying no easier. It makes getting through these really, really tough times a little bit easier. But I've definitely been an emotional wreck. <laughs> I've been up and down. I, I, I'm really glad and lucky that, um, you know, the company that I work for was extremely understanding. I mean, they couldn't have given me an easier day yesterday. Um, I got to go hang out with, you know, the franchisee that trained me. Um, he took me out to breakfast. I got to eat my feelings. Um, I got to feel some joy before I finally went home, got changed, and had to get on the road to go to that. And, I mean, it just sucks that he's gone. It sucks that this happens. And it sucks that I didn't get to do what I wanted to do. But you know when, what, what else sucks? And, and, and it's happened, and I feel the exact same way without death being involved because it does feel like that person is dead to me because they want nothing to do with me because of the things that I've done. And I apologize and they just don't want to accept it. Yeah, sure. This is a lot more because I am dealing with death. But that feeling of disappointment and not being able to fix what I broke is the same. The only difference is, is if that person ever turns around and lets me repair what I broke, at least they can. My uncle cannot. (laughs) It's crazy shit, man. I've been in my head this whole time. And the only positive thing of all of this is the fact that I get to work on relationships that were... Well, to me, not there. And I, re- I found out yesterday, they're all there. So for that, I'm extremely thankful and hopeful for the future of my tiny little family. Because it's not big. It's not big. Um, to mend, heal, and get to a better place before... The Grim Reaper comes knocking on my door. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's summer. That's right. It's here officially. And you know what that means. We got to go to Slow Down Clothing. These guys have it all. Shirts, hats, you name it, they got it. I mean, they got new stuff all the time. It's amazing. The collection keeps growing and growing and growing and growing. Look at all these new designs to slowdownclothing.bigcartel.com. That's right, slowdownclothing.bigcartel.com. Where are you getting your summer gear this year? 
Huh? Where are you getting it? Let me tell you where you're getting it. You're getting it where you can save some money, and I'm going to help you save some money this year. All you have to do is put in the promo code. Huh? That's right. T-O-P-H-E-R. Put that promo code in before you check out, and it's going to save you an extra 10% off your entire purchase. It's time for the beach. Beaches? Yeah, so get your towels, get your swim shorts, and don't forget about all the rest of the great stuff that you can get from this amazing website today. Not only do they have clothing, but they've also got kids' tees. They've got skateboards, and I mean so much more. The list goes on and on and on and on and on and on. This website just keeps growing, and the selection just keeps getting better. So remember, go to slowdownclothing.bigcartel.com today and let TWT save you some money on your summer gear this year by putting in promo code T-O-P-H-E-R before you check out for an extra 10% off that purchase. You can only do it here. Slowdownclothing.bigcartel.com and let TWT save you some money today. But, you know, this has helped me so much and you all have helped me so much through the last four years, well, three and a half years, whatever it is I've been doing this. And I just want to give back. I want to give back. I want to give back more. This is why I've opened my platform to all the people that come on. that get to talk about their struggles or their, their strides or whatever's going on in their life that they're happy or sad about. Um, and, and, and that's why this is, means so much to me is because this is something that I need to put myself in a better place. Because I don't feel, um, I don't feel that great about myself still. That bothers me. Why? Why am I still always feeling like a piece of shit, right? Like a fucking loser who can't do anything right, who drops the ball on everything, And I know I don't. I know I don't today. And that's what bothers me a lot more than before when I felt like this. Because at least when I felt like this before, it was true. It was very true. I was a piece of shit. I wasn't doing anything good. I was hurting everybody around me. I was dropping the ball. I dropped the ball all the time. You can't pick up a ball when you're fucking passed out drunk. These feelings don't want to go away. My anger's gotten so much better. It's, it's, it's almost non-existent unless I miss a turn on the highway like I did yesterday. That made me mad. It's like, I don't know, you ever drive around Boston and shit and you don't make that fucking left turn turn and all of a sudden you got another, whoa. I don't know. I hope I don't lose power. And you got, you got like another 15 minutes added to that ride. And you're just like, oh, my God. You know what I mean? You're hit, you're, you're, you've hit a bad spot. Your GPS is sitting there rerouting, and it's still thinking, and you've already come to the next intersection, and you don't know where to go. <gasps> ah! 
right? That's how I feel. I'm like, I'm like, stop it. You self-loathing cunt. Stop it. It's hard. It's not easy. None of this is easy. Life is not easy. It's not. Giving in. Going back to old habits. Giving up. I want to say pretending like it's over. Because it's not over. You're just pretending it's over. Especially if you're under the age of 20, it's not even close to over. But in the grand scheme of things, we're all hoping that we make it to at least 80. Which would have only been 10 more years, but it would have been enough time, I believe, to do what I wanted to do. But I know one day, if I keep fighting this and winning the battles, and every battle I win, and every day I don't drink, and every day I do better to myself and for myself and for everybody around me, I know that one day I won't feel the way I feel right now. And that is really exciting to think about. Because to never feel this way again seems like a dream. Seems like a fantasy. But I've only got 27 years left. Right? I want to make it to 80. I'd love to make it to 90. But realistically, what damage have I done to myself? And how off How bad off am I when I turn 50, when I finally turn 60, you know? Are all of those things that I did going to catch up? Or am I bettering myself and becoming a healthier person and I get to avoid all of which I would have caused to myself if I had just continued down the same road I was on. I want to believe that I've turned myself around. I want to believe I've given myself a longer life on this planet. But at the end of the day, I don't know. I don't know. So um, I got a couple uh, Topher's Topics. So this one here is wild. You've got four Colombian children who survived a plane crash and then also survived 40 days in the Amazon jungle. Could you imagine being trapped in the Amazon jungle after a plane crash? I cannot. Could you imagine living 40 days and 40 nights in a fucking jungle and surviving? I mean, I, I, I couldn't. I just couldn't. It's absolutely wild. Children lost in Colombian jungle found alive. And I do believe this is them 
uh, rescuing the children. You can see him pulling into the helicopter. This is the moment in which four indigenous children are taken into the military helicopter after surviving 40 days alone in Colombian Guava, Guavajara jungle. Holy shit. The children were the only survivors of a plane crash that killed three adults on board. Are you shitting me? Look at this. What? Gustavo Pedro, president of Colombia, the indigenous communities, along with the Colombian military, have found the children after 40 days. They were alone. It was them who achieved a great exemplary survival. Wow. Oh, my God. It will become history. These children are today the children of peace and the children of Colombia. Wow. I could never fathom this. My wildest dreams. Soldiers, the indigenous Siona and Argacucara were thanked for the rescue. Sorry if I'm not pronouncing this shit right. I can't read. The finding ends as long as search for effort which moved to Colombia. Look at that jungle, dude. Wow. I mean, I just couldn't. I, I couldn't. I couldn't. There's no way. There's no way. I think I'd be dead. That's not like not drinking, right? I still have food and water. I'm not in a jungle with dangerous animals and serpents and insects that could probably kill you in the middle of the night. The, 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 the simple fact, I mean, I believe that, I don't know if it's this jungle or what, but there's like, you know, ants and stuff. Like when they, when they were in a jungle, I was listening to a podcast at some time, and, and they were talking about how they had to tie like a, a hammock or a cloth from tree to tree and they would be suspended above the ground and they could literally hear the ants and the insects traveling underneath them. No. No. Holy crap, no. Nope, not for me. Man, that's just so wild. Al Pacino, at 83, has another child. What? Al Pacino is going to be a father again. I just keep talking, but I know I'm going to say something, the wrong thing, so I better leave. A rep for the star confirms to E.T. that the 82-year-old actor and his 29-year-old girlfriend, Norma are expecting their first child together. And according to TMZ, Alfala is currently eight months pregnant. The Godfather star and Beverly Hills-born film producer have been linked since April 2022, after they were pictured having dinner together in Venice. But sources tell Page Six that they actually started quietly dating during the pandemic. With one source sharing, what? Pacino and Noor started seeing each other during the pandemic. She mostly dates very rich, older men. Now, one of those men includes no. frontman Mick Jagger, the socialite what? and legendary rocker dated back in 2017. And in 2019, no. Nora was dating director and actor Clint Eastwood after they were spotted out for dinner. However, she later told the Daily Mail that they were just family friends. Of course they were. Just family friends. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
Sure you were. You were gobbling on those old dicks. That's what you were doing. I mean, she's 29. He's 82. That's, I feel, I know it's not, and I'm probably going to get in trouble for saying this, but that's crazy. I know that nobody is a child, but I'm sorry. When you're 82 and somebody is 29, you're basically hanging out with, Children. <laughs> I mean, if I was dating an 86-year-old, what? That's 43 years on me. That sounds crazy. Now, I get it. If it's a preference, it's what she likes. She's an adult. She's allowed to make these decisions. But, man, it seems creepy, doesn't it? And for him to have active sperm at 82, that's wild. I'm 43 and I don't have active sperm. What the fuck, man? How is it that these people make it seem like it's so easy to get pregnant and have kids? But now, what about the kid? Right? He's like, oh, no, 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 no. And, 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 and then he dies. Well, I mean, Theo Vaughn talks about it all the time. He he really didn't like his childhood because his dad was so old. You know, he didn't get that father time with him. He didn't get that stuff. You know, because he was too old and frail. He was embarrassed of his father's age. And it's like, well... I mean, 83, you ain't got much time left, dude. And what's it going to be like for that child if you, say, pass at 90? Let's just say 90 for him. That kid's going to be like six or seven. You don't think that's going to be traumatic? Sometimes I don't think we as adults think of what our actions are going to do to the kids. Oh, well, they're resilient. They don't remember. It'll be fine. No, they always remember. We always remember. Yeah, I was just a child when my grandfather died. I remember. I remember my family breaking up. I remember Christmases being different. I remember all holidays being completely different without family members there. I remember all of it. And it bothers me today. All right. So for while we're waiting for this video to do what it's doing real quick, my wife thought this was the funniest thing. And I'm not going to disagree with her. At first, I was like, no, this is so stupid. And then everybody's like, oh, my God, the shirt's so funny. And it would look funny on the podcast. And I was like, oh, my God. It's all right. All right. But I did want to shout out the company itself because I, I really, really like all of their shirts. She also got me a pullover. Really, really nice. So it's called H-A-R-D-A-D-D-Y.com. So harddaddy.com. Maybe it's pronounced harddaddy.com. Yeah, hard. No, well, it can't. Harddaddy.com. So, yeah, it, it, they're really, really nice. 
Um, the, the quality of shirts are amazing. They have a great breathable fabric. Um, and there was a whole bunch of deals online. I have no connection or these guys do not sponsor me, but I, I love them. I mean, the polo's awesome. This shirt is so comfortable. Um, and, uh, you know, I've grown to like it. I've grown to like it. So I hope you like it. And, uh, here I'll put this up to the camera. I'm going to put the, uh, link in the description below the video. Um, but that's, that's the tag and the company name. Um, but yeah, while I was waiting for the video to load, I figured I'd just tell you about this shirt. Um, really comfortable, kind of funny. And, uh, basically, uh, I'm a cock. My wife says, <laughs> which is fine. Yeah, it's funny. That's funny shit. Hey, 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 I used to be an asshole, so I'll, I'll, ta I'll take being a cock over being an asshole any day. <laughs> um, all right, so this right here is uh, very interesting. Um, this is a, a new Walgreens. So I think they're doing this because of all the theft that is happening throughout the country. Um, uh, most states, especially California, um, have dropped the, uh, what is it? The, the amount of stuff that you can steal without getting prosecuted. So I think it's just under a thousand dollars now because anything over a thousand is what grand larceny or whatever, or grand theft. So that's still a crime. Um, but I do believe they were prosecuting people for like anything, a hundred bucks, 50 bucks, 25 bucks, you know, 900 bucks. So those are not grand and those uh, were still being prosecuted, but they're no longer that way. Um, so now if you're just under $1,000, they're not going to do anything about it. Now, all of the businesses and stuff like that have lost a ton of money and they're closing stores. And then I showed a couple weeks ago um, that there was uh, Target who has gone through and put up locks and, and plexiglass on every shelf, end cap, um, aisle in the store, making it completely and absolutely unshoppable uh, with the public. So technically, I like this idea better because at least this makes a lot more sense to me. It'll still drive down theft and... You don't have to, you don't have to, uh, like, like ask for help, right? So check this out. Shop with me in this new kind of Walgreens store that just opened. Whoa, so this is totally different. No big displays or checkout counters, and the pharmacy is down the hall. There's the pickup window. You can place an order in the Walgreens app before you come in, or just roll up to the kiosk and find what you want. Then the Walgreens team shops for you. Okay, order placed. I missed lunch day, so I'm going to go hit the essentials aisle. This is the grab-and-go section, so let's grab a snack. I'll take these chocolate-covered pretzels. Thank you. Grab it's like a go. mini Walgreens. So you can just pop in, get what you need, and then hit self-checkout. Okay, and now it looks like my order is ready at the pickup window. Thanks, Sarah. And off we go. Come see the new store for yourself at State and Roosevelt in Chicago. Come. Isn't that wild? So they've literally eliminated... This store, you walk in and it's just the counters. They have a, 
damn, that's freaking me out. It's just the counters, and then you can do an online thing, and the employees are going through, grabbing all of your items in the back of the store, uh, which is probably set up like the front, like a, like an entire store used to be, probably more like a warehouse at this point, and they just go and pick out all the items that you either ordered online or you ordered in store, and then you pick it up. So they only have a quick grab and go. So if you run in there to steal some shit, you're not getting anything worth value. You're getting snacks and probably band-aids and tampons and stupid shit like that. Um, but you can't steal the TVs. You can't steal this. I'm not, I'm not saying like Walgreens, but what if a Walmart did this? What if Target did it? What if any store starts doing this? And they basically eliminate you from being able to walk around, fill up a shopping cart, and go check out. I'm not against it. These companies are trying to figure out how to stay alive. They need to stay alive. They need to stay in business. And they need to lower theft. So, I don't know. Seems like a, a really good idea. Like, this is way better than putting up all them plexiglass lock things in front of um, all the merchandise like Target did. I, I mean, that just doesn't make any sense to me because you're eventually going to have nobody coming into that store because they can't easily shop it. But this was never designed to be easily shopped. It was meant for you to come in, place an order, they'll grab it for you. I mean, you're literally paying for it right there. So everything you pick out, you check out. Boom. They bring you the bag. It's all paid for. They don't have to worry about theft no more. Can't steal what you paid for. So this is uh, probably the new way of the world. They're just doing a test run right now. But I think it was in Chicago, right? Which is where Walmart and another uh, giant grocery store just pulled out of because of all the theft. But Walgreens is figuring out how to survive. That's all this game is about. That's all life is about. How do we survive? How do I make it till tomorrow? How do I just stay alive? Not an easy answer. We have to do a lot to make that happen. We have to do a lot to make it as far down this road as we can before the Grim Reaper comes and knocking, you know? I'm keeping them away. You know, I'm keeping them away by doing what I'm doing, living a better, healthier life. But eventually, one day, even for myself, he's going to come a knocking, and I'm going to have to answer the door. That's the podcast today, everybody. I hope you enjoyed um all my subscribers thank you as always thank you thank you thank you i greatly appreciate all of you um and if you're new to the podcast remember to subscribe all right uh click click that subscribe button all right right now click it god bad and then of course if you want to get more involved with twt send an email talking with tofer at gmail.com tell your story and uh you know i'm always looking for new guests uh, for the, for new episodes. So go ahead and send that email, T-A-L-K-I-N, with Topher at gmail.com. And then, of course, the link tree is the easiest way to share 
the podcast with family and friends. And also, it gives you access to everything TWT by clicking the link tree that's in the description below the video. It's just that easy. And as always, I hope you have an amazing Thursday. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Grab those closest to you, your loved ones. Give them a giant hug. Fix those relationships. And as always, I will talk to you later. Later.